Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Oh, yeah. Nope, nope, nope. It's not Robert. It was close. Wow. It's Martin and VJ, your favorite weekend odd couple, even couple, diet odd couple, whatever you like to call it. Diet <laughs> Coming to you live from the Tyrock.com studios. If you like using debit over credit, should you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases. No fees. Period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Second quarter in Thursday night football. As Steve DeShager just outlined Browns 20, Jets 7. Uh, Robert Sala, no story on whether or not he regrets not signing Joe Flacco yet. Uh, we'll see at the end of this game if he's singing a different <laughs> tune. Uh, that Pistons score, yeah, it's tightened back up a little bit in the second <sighs> half. Five minutes and 20 seconds left in the third. Seven point lead for Detroit as they hang on. Desperately trying to hold on for win number three on the season. DJ Christmas was two days ago. This is ridiculous. Nah, dude, I'm over here on pins and needles because I'm hyped. We're up seven. Tatum's going to the free throw line. 523, as Mar just said in the third, man. Come on, don't do this to me, Detroit. Like, hold on and get this one, and we can reset and see what's up, man. But don't blow a 20-point lead that you had on the road in Boston. With all the history we have with this team, I was watching Larry Bird steal the inbounds pass from Isaiah and then get it to DJ with the reverse layup. I was watching that game as a kid, man. I go back with my Pistons. Don't do this to me. Get this dub, finish this game off. Boston's a tough team, best team in the uh probably I don't think in the league but in the Eastern Conference for sure but let's get this one Detroit they're up there they're if they're not the best team in the league they're up very near the top 14 uh, you know at oh, home yeah. yeah so far and uh I, I still think, like I Denver. Think they're gonna go 15 and 0 at home oh shut up man I think they're gonna go 15 God, you, you know what God I'm telling you just Rain on my parade, bro. I need this right now. I'm having a great sports season right now, guys. I'm having a great sports year, and the Pistons are kind of ruining this for me right now, but it's all good. You're not having a good a year as David Njoku is right now, even though he did just fumble. 
We'll see if the Jets can do anything with it. But uh, one person who won't be doing much of anything uh, for the Denver Broncos, at least, Russell Wilson. Yes, yes. Russell Wilson uh, hit the bench recently, and uh, the team did not want to guarantee his injury guarantees, which, I mean, he's pretty highly paid quarterback, Russell Wilson is, and uh, I can kind of understand why that the team necessarily would not want to do that. And also definitely understand why Russell Wilson would not want to amend his contract, as was prior reported from Josina Anderson in a tweet that was way too long. Elon Musk, you have ruined that app. Uh, but I digress. Do you see how long that tweet was? I don't read Dude, Anderson? I don't read them. If if I gotta put if I gotta click show more and it's more than like four or five more lines and I scroll and I see you put an article out, I'm not reading it. It was f- four different screenshots. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. It yeah. took me four screenshots. I mean, go back cool. to 160 characters. Anyway, I stopped I putting out part two, part three, part four or five videos because you made fun of me on the <laughs> Russell Wilson one that I put out last football season. You remember that? Like, if you haven't seen it, VJ put five parts of his video out about Russell. I was like, you know what? You're not going to clown me on radio no more. <laughs> I'm not doing the 220 is all I give y'all. Can't get it in that. You know what I'm saying? Listen to the radio show. I mean, that's kind of my thought process about it as well. Like this, uh, this is a tweet that probably could have been a column. But according to <laughs> Josina, uh, who, who does a great job, and I'm not trying to take shots at her, but this is a very, very long tweet. Uh, she said, per a source with direct knowledge, the Broncos general manager, George Payton, called Wilson's agent saying if Wilson didn't defer the injury guarantee in his contract, they would bench him and make him inactive for the remaining nine games of the season. I'm paraphrasing now. The only hangup is then they go beat Kansas City. 24 to 9. Mm-hmm. All right. Then Peyton allegedly cited a documented call for his request was not due to Watts Wilson's skill and performance when questioned on that point several times. Thereafter, the same source says that Peyton reiterated the perceived threat a couple of days later. This request spurred additional negotiations over Wilson's deal, prompted Wilson's representation to get the NFLPA involved. Therefore, a source with direct knowledge says the NFLPA wrote a letter expressing its concern to the Denver Broncos, uh, excuse me, turn page. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? Uh, And the injury guarantee that the organization will respect the quarterback's decision, but it did add that future decisions regarding the extent of Wilson's play would be deferred to by Sean Payton. They went on a 1-5 to start the year. 5-0 Five and zero then, yeah. and now we're in a stretch of one and three. With an, uh, I mean, us, uh, a loss to the Patriots that neither one of us saw coming, because uh, we definitely both. No, the absolutely the not. And uh, so now here we are. The Broncos brass regarding modifications and Wilson's contract were not amicable and problematic respect to the understanding of the collective bargaining agreement per Wilson's player contract and New York law. The Broncos do not share that perspective. Russell Wilson tweeted, God's got me looking forward to what's next. Yep. So the question I have for you, VJ, and we'll talk about we'll talk about this very thing with Ryan McFadden, who's a Denver Broncos beat writer at the Denver Post at the bottom of the hour. He's got boots on the ground, folks, so we will get the real out of Ryan McFadden in just about a half an hour. But VJ, your initial take on the uh, Russell Wilson benching, and where could you see him landing after this? All right, so I'll start here, man. Uh, without making too much of a victory lap, this was part of my 117 Uncle VJ's NFL predictions. I said that Russell Wilson would be benched by week nine. Now, I missed on the week nine, but then when I hear the reports come out that they went to him and told him to defer the injury money or they would bench him, that was about a month ago from what I'm hearing and what the things I'm reading and seeing. That was a little while ago, so I might have cashed on that. on the bye week, October 31st. There, there we go. So, per I, I was I was right there on very, very long where tweet. he was going to be. So, we'll move on for that because I've been on Russell Wilson. Everybody knows how I feel about it. 
But I'm going to do something that I always pride myself on, and that's when you get new information, you're allowed to change your mind. So I'm with Russell Wilson on this right now. I'm defending Russell Wilson on this right now because I said on Martin Vijay on Saturday, I do believe he's done enough as a grown man, a professional football player, that you do not have to do him like this. They were going to do this to a Zach Wilson, a Sam Darnold, a Johnny Football. Hey, have at it. Merry Christmas. Open the gifts and tell them, go sit down in the corner because you ain't getting nothing else. No milk and cookies for Santa Claus. But this guy has been, one, a professional he could be a diva. Okay, we know there's some Seattle stuff in the locker room, and there was some stuff with Percy Harvin and the defense, and and uh, uh, Sherman, uh, Richard Sherman. Is that we? Okay, that's fine. But I do think he's done enough in his career to at least be shown some respect. Men are on two things: appreciation and respect. That's how we gauge how people treat and love us. That's it right there, people. Appreciation and respect. What Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos are doing right now is BS. It, let's just flat out call it. This is trash. You don't do a guy like this that's really kind of just, you know, trying to fit in. He's had an okay year. I know people want to throw the numbers. I think it's the 20-something touchdowns, the six are only eight interceptions. That, that, that's fine. But he only has, uh, I believe, two uh, 300-yard games this year. Uh, the league lead is Stroud and Carr, if anybody wants to know it. Six right behind him, Hal, Purdy, and Tua with five. So he hasn't Hold had on the a second. big. Derek Carr? Yeah. He's doing what now? He's got six 300-yard games this year. You want to talk about empty calories. I'm sorry. (laughs) I I got you. I got you. Trust me. You don't think I thought about you when I wrote this this down earlier. But him and Stroud lead it. But just in comparison, just showing you guys where he's been this year, that's fine. But I do think this could have been handled a lot more professionally. I think this could have been handled a lot more man-to-man wise. Like, look, we're looking to move on, Russ. Let's, Let's work out something peacefully. Let's work out something, you know, let's stay cordial with this. But to go to him and tell him if he waves that he doesn't waive the injury money that they're going to bench him, are you kidding me? That's crap. Let me give you guys some numbers right here. If they cut him, okay, that is $85 million of dead money. That post-June cut would count as 35.4. Next year, it would be 49.5 million dollars if they cut him. He's already guaranteed 39 million for 2024 and 37 million, an additional 37 million if he can't pass a physical. By March. This is shrewd business by Denver. This really is. I'm with Russell Wilson for the first time in his career. I'm riding with Russell on this. Sean Payton in the front office. Y'all full of it with this one right here, man. You don't do a guy like Russell like that. I may not like him and be a fan of him, but that don't mean I got to agree with you doing him wrong. I'm, 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 I'm there with that. As far as where he can go next year, that's the part that I think is going to hurt him because wh- who is looking for uh early to mid-30s quarterback who, you know, might have seen his best days past and in a franchise that feel like okay, we might be right there on the doorstep of the cup. Uh, you got it. I would probably put that question to you. I could think Washington, maybe a team that could be looking for a quarterback. But I mean, well, where, I think where, have, where I else? Think he'll actually have a a big market because what's big? I mean, five teams, sixteen, three or four teams. Because here's okay. the deal: right. if I'm Russell Wilson. I'm going to go ahead and say I will be happy to play for the veteran minimum for whoever would like my services because here's the rub. The Broncos going to pay the rest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So no, he, I feel I'm going to get paid regardless. Now, you know what, what now how would you feel if he came out and he wants, like, like real money? 
No. Would it, would it make you think different? Okay. I don't know, Jim. All right. All right. I'm just saying cause, know, because, because like I just said in my little soliloquy there, he is a diva, Martin. Like, we know this stuff, right? He is. And they're going, trust me, there's going to be people with ears like, no, no, no. No vet, uh, uh, veterans. Men, you get your money. You ask for this. You. Ask. I'm just saying if that happens, then it would make you go, ah, oh, come on now, Russ. I mean, I'm, you're I'm walking just, away with almost $80 million. I'm kind of surprised, though, at the the – blowback of how this is so disrespectful to Russell Wilson. And I get that, like, but I get, you know, he's more of an established quarterback in this league, so on and so forth. I'm not trying to downplay anything he's done prior to this moment. Mm -hmm. But the contract initially was insane. When they signed, uh, of when course, they, when they traded five first round picks, yeah. Drew Lock and I think five picks. I'm sorry, not five first round picks, five picks and two players. Mm, no for Russell Wilson to come bring him back or bring him into Denver, and then before he ever played a snap, signed him to this massive, incredibly huge contract. Like Jared Goff, the, the Lions traded for Jared Goff. He's still playing on his Rams contract. They didn't feel the need to rework the deal. The Rams didn't rework uh, Matthew Stafford's deal until after he had been there for a year. Yep. Right? You didn't. No one was making you do this. You didn't have to sign him to this major, big, crazy deal. Now, I felt like the moment that Sean Payton got this job, uh, this was inevitable. Yep. This was inevitable. Uh, if for if we no said other it. reason that he is not playing, Russell Wilson is playing better this year than he did last year. It's not nearly as high as, as his highs in Seattle. All of those things are true. Is he better than last year? Yes. Is he as good as he once was? No. But when you're paying a guy that much money in your salary cap, you can't field a competitive team unless he's a big reason why you're competitive. Sean Payton went 1-5 to start the season with an embarrassing output against in, again, Miami, right? 70. Really, since then, we saw he moved on from Randy Gregory, moved on from Flank Clark, got younger players involved. What happens? Team goes 5-0 and through that stretch. Now they're on another part of the back end, uh, uh, struggling now with the last 1-3, and three, and again, losing to the Patriots on national television was not great. What we saw him, you know, just completely bitching out Russell Wilson on the sideline Thanksgiving Day. Oh my god, was not great. Yeah, nah, nah, that you was know, that was wrong. Was it? No, that wasn't Thanksgiving Day. That was a, uh, it was a Saturday standalone. I forget where it was, but it was in Detroit. It was not a good. It was not a good look. So I'm not trying to absolve Sean Payton of all wrongdoing here, but. I'll tell you this. If cutting me a $50 million check to go away is disrespect, somebody come disrespect me. Yeah, I, I and I feel all of that. And this is and, th- and listen, one thing I agree with you. One thing that did surprise me was the defense. And we're talking about our, our colleague here, Bucky Brooks. He tweeted about it. Mike Hill, another colleague of ours, good friend, personal mentor, friend of mine, he tweeted about it. There were a lot of people in this business and former players who ran to Russ's defense. I think that is... Because so many people do not like Sean Payton. They get a different aura and feel from Sean Payton. And I've been saying for about a year, I felt like he kind of sat around for a year very arrogantly and very smug thinking that this Chargers job was his because the Chargers should have fired Staley and it probably would have been his. But the word I used when Denver hired him and gave the money to Russell on Martin and VJ was desperation. This said, I said it on live radio, I said, this reeks of desperation because Sean Payton wasn't even Denver's first choice. They wanted D'Amico Ryans, who actually has the Texans in the playoff race for a wild card, right? That's who they really wanted. And Sean Payton put out a list of what he was looking for 
to his next coach. Two things, young quarterback, not in Denver. Golf year round, not in Denver. The first two things on his list are not in Denver. So it, was, it felt like he was just desperate to jump in. They made a desperate move and gave Russ the money. And now look where you are. And now where do you go? Your back of Stenham's not the answer for the future. But you and I both looked at that contract in preseason. We was like, hey, how many backups are making this much money, man? I said, yeah. Told you, he's not sooner a lot of backups making later. $10 million dollars no, over two years. Sooner or later, he'll be playing. Now, I didn't think it'd be week 17. I'm thinking they're six or seven weeks late. But they were trying to make it six or seven weeks ago because now we hear the story about the GM coming out. So uh, you think three or four teams, I think possibly – one or two, the first one comes to mind would be Washington. And then I'm really scrambling, dude, to think maybe New Orleans, if you're not happy with Carr, but they gave him a big deal. Can't afford him. What do you, they can't, what do you do there? I, I, and quickly, I'm just going through divisions. I'm going through teams. Oh, a lot of teams got backups, but Daniel Jones is going to be back in New York. Uh, Deshaun Watson is going to be back in Cleveland. Like A lot of these backups aren't going to be playing. The starters are going to be. Maybe Minnesota, if they decide to move on from Kurt. I, I mean, it's not. I'll be honest. If four Russ, teams is stretching look, it, in my if opinion. If Russ wanted to ride off into the sunset, I would have no no, no qualms about it. If he oh, me neither. To hang him up, and, me neither, uh, and go do whatever his post career plans are. Because you, I promise you this: this won't be the last time you heard of Russell Wilson. He will be doing something with his post football career, wherever, it, wherever it is. Whether it's I don't know TV or you know, calling games, it'll probably become my least favorite announcer right after because he's just never going to say anything bad about anybody. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see him calling games. I don't see him doing TV. I see him just kind of. I say I think he. I think he chilling. A move like this too, Martin. We don't know him personally. I don't, but a move like this, something like this happen, it's got to hit your ego, right? It's it's got to hit you, and we'll 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 touch more Ryan McFadden. When we get him on, but it's just I'm on this side on this one. I know a lot of people are like what VJ's the fit, yeah. I am on this one. I'm, I'm right. with him. Give us a call, 877-99 on Fox, 877-99 on Fox. Where do you believe Russell Wilson lands in Denver, and how are you sitting with the way that he was kind of ousted from his position as the Broncos starting quarterback after two game after two years uh, minus two games basically after Nathaniel Hackett? Uh, that first year was a disaster. This year, not so much a disaster. But uh, Russell Wilson and his time with the Broncos is done. What's your reaction? Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Coming up next, Martin and VJ Fox Sports Radio, and for the Odd Couple. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Martin Weiss, VJ Husky, in for Rob and Chris on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. Did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? Well, that's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you are never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. I bet the Broncos wish they had put the uh, Russell Wilson contract on a Discover card and said, hey, I didn't do that. That was unauthorized. <laughs> but they didn't, and they're going to have to pay out some of that, VJ. Why don't you get our listeners involved? All right, man, let's go to Cincinnati because I like this guy's name. It's cool. There's a cool suave name, Raphael. Raphael from Cincinnati Live right now, Fox Sports Radio. Martin and VJ sitting in for Rob and Chris on the odd couple, man. Talk to us. You think Russell Wilson will be a backup? What's going on, brothers? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, more than likely because I think at this point of his, in his career, I think that the NFL game, the pass game, the stretching the field game has kind of passed Russ by. And plus, I think he's lacking in his um, uh, probably being a dual threat and his escapability. It's just not the same. Russ has got some wear and tear on him, and he, I think he might have been at the last, second to last in the NFL starting quarterbacks as far as – uh, completions, uh, 20 yards plus downfield, yeah, sure. maybe even uh, yards per uh, pass attempt. And, and I think that it's going to be tough for him to latch on. I mean, sure, could, uh, uh, in the case of a Coach Tomlin, could he bring Russ on because you got Pickett and Rudolph mm. and others like that? It's possible. But the thing is, I think as far as the way the NFL pass game is, Russ has to be able to get the ball not only downfield, but with accuracy. And I think that's where he's lacking which he might be regulated to a backup. Well, the thing about being a backup, if you're going to sign for the vet minimum of $1.21 million, uh-huh. yeah, sign sign me up for Russell Wilson at a 
million dollars a year because the Broncos, the Broncos yeah. are going to be paying for the rest of that. Absolutely, no great doubt. call, Raphael. Happy New Year to yep. you, brother. Uh, let's go to Pacific Northwest, one of my favorite states. I've been up there calling some college football. Jeff in Oregon. Jeff, talk to us live Fox Sports Radio on the Odd Couple. Man, what you got with Russ? Jeff, you there? We got you, Jeff. All right, no problem. We'll move on, Jeff. We lost Jeff. Let's move on to West. Let's move on to Wisconsin. Will Wisconsin? You're live right now, Fox Sports Radio on the Odd Couple. What you got on Russ and the Broncos, buddy? Where, where's he going? What's going on, man? You know something? Um, I think that there's a pathway uh, for uh, Denver to unload that contract to really assume somebody that it makes sense for Sean Payton to get in his small quarterback scheme of life. And I think, honestly, if you take a look at what Arizona may have going on with Kyler, Mm. it makes sense for football reasons, uh, not just for that team. I mean, you know, they want to go a different direction. It makes sense for their for the sure of that investment they made in that coach. I mean, to be fair, Russ wasn't the only one that should have been looking at getting some money back. They overpaid to get into the same situation that they're in now. To be honest, they, there was that, that that big contract was was meant to, to for Aaron Rodgers, so they could be at that same point ah. trying to unload Aaron Rodgers. So I don't think there's anything different there, but. We'll see what happens with that uh, with that big contract between them and Arizona. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Martin and VJ in for Rob and Chris coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios on Fox Sports Radio. Without further ado, let's get my guy in here, Ryan McFadden, Broncos beat writer at the Denver Post. Uh, Ryan, busy day so far, huh? This been, it's been uh, Christmas week's been a little busy for you, huh, brother? <laughs> Man, I was on a I was on a plane coming back home from Maryland, spending time with the family. I, I get off the plane, check my phone, and boom, this dude sent me by Russell Wilson. It's been like it's been a pretty chaotic, a chaotic week to say that. I'm sure. So I got to ask you this because uh, you know I'm not tapped into Denver like you are. It seemed as if the Bronco fan base was largely fed up with Russ, but also after this news has happened, it seems as if everybody's mad at Sean Payton for doing it. How's the average Bronco fan feel today, and what's the reaction in Denver from your senses, from what you think about it? I think it's mixed. There's no question, even before I got here, there was a lot of fans weren't happy about Russ, strictly because he didn't play to a level deserving of a five-year, $242 million contract, which you got you got to understand why People are mad about that, but at the same time, you got you can't blame a guy for accepting two hundred forty-two million dollars. So right. if, if that's if that's if that's the sole reason why you're mad at the guy for accepting that large deal, that's kind of crazy because you got to think about it. If someone gave you two hundred forty-two million dollars, you're going to accept it. That's like it's crazy to turn down. But I think since then. Um, like I said, it's been mixed. A lot of people are ready to move on from Russ, which to me I think is kind of funny because I, it's hard to see what's the next step after this uh, moving forward. And at the same time, some people are kind of kind of not happy about what Peyton did because it's kind of some people view it as a scapegoat, and and how he's handled it so far has been unfair to him. So it's, I think overall it has been a mixed reaction um, from both from the Broncos fans. Ryan McFadden, VJ Vernon Husky, the big vanilla funny here, man. Great speaking with you. And shout out to a fellow DMVer, Woodbridge, Virginia, in the house over here, buddy. I heard you say you're from Merlin, as y'all like to say it, back home. Uh, let, let's go there, man. Let's go where, where they're going to go after this. We know about the post-June cut. 
money. We know about the additional money if he fails the physical before March. This feels really financially messy. Help walk us through this because I don't think this is an easy breakup, man. This feels like it's going to get messier, Ryan. And, and, and am I kind of on to something there, man? Talk to me. I, no, you, you hit on the point. I, I look at this, I'm like, I don't know what direction they're going to go. Sean Payton has mentioned how this team, him and GM George Payton, has a vision for this team for this year and even next year. But it's hard to imagine how this has to impact that vision. Either way, no matter what you do, whether you cut him before the um, post-June cut or you cut him after, they're in a financial bond, and they were in one before that. So it's like right there, you're screwed financially. You played yourself out of trying to draft either Caleb Williams or Drake May in a draft. So let's say this. Let's say someone like a J.J. McCarthy falls in your lap. Do you really think he's the guy that's going to carry your franchise moving forward? Mm. I don't think so. Um, and then also, too, and then adding on that, Peyton has never developed a rookie quarterback. And, he's not, and we've seen this year he's not a big fan of playing a rookie. So I think you ha- it's hard to tell what direction this team is going to go. Uh, I won't be. Let's say Jerry Stenham plays well these last two games. I won't be surprised. You know they rock with him next year mm-hmm. and see how things work out. But they, it's, it's just it's just a tough spot to me. I thought the best scenario with Russell Wilson and going into this season, that was probably one of the biggest questions: is how this relationship with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson work out. Will it get to a point where you know things fall apart and boom, they don't they want to move forward with him and just take the loss financially? But to me, I thought the best scenario was you know you get two more seasons out of Russ, you possibly draft the quarterback at some point, and you let that guy develop. Uh, while Russ is, you know, still the starter. But right now, you're left wondering, uh, to me, you're left wondering whether Sean Payton complicated a further complicated uh, their quarterback situation. Mm. So, so after the Broncos game, I mean, I'm sorry, after the Dolphins game for the Broncos, the, it was like, okay, this has got to be the rock bottom, right? And it felt like, to me at least, from watching the games on TV, paying attention to the press conferences, that Sean Payton was like, all right, I- I'm changing things up, all right? I'm moving on from a guy like Frank Clark. I'm moving on from a guy like Randy Gregory. Insert Nick Benito. He makes a huge play in the Chicago game. Boom, Denver gets a win, right? It seemed also like, you know, offensive plan seemed like from that moment forward, we're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and hold Russ to under 25 attempts passing. Like, the Nick Bonito thing seemed to work, all right? Is, are we not giving Sean Payton enough credit for what might be working or might could potentially work with the Jared Stidham running his offense in the way that he sees it better? Like, I would say this. I felt like when, when they made that move, going into the season, that was whole, Sean Payton's hope and up. That was like, we're going to run the rock. That's why, you know, they put in the money on getting Ben Powers and Mike McGlinchey in free agency. That's why he he traded for Adam Trotman and signed Chris Mayhurst for that idea of running the, running the ball. So during that streak and when they were doing it and they were doing it effectively, while wow, you saw Russell Wilson, you know, um, throwing those screen passes, then going with the play action, taking those deep shots to Cortland Sutton, it was kind of the sense of, this is what you wanted, you know. This is what you wanted. This is how you was going to play with Russ. Um, you was going to play with Russell Wilson. Now, Joe Lombardi told the media today that he didn't expect too much changes in the offense under Jared Stidham. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how the offense looks on them. They said Lombardi didn't expect too much changes. He said might some minor tweaks just based off who they are as as in terms of their personality and who they are as a quarterback. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. I thought what they were doing work was working was working well. Uh, they they want they put themselves in the playoff conversation by doing that. Um, they have struggled these last 
this, the past four weeks. And a lot of it, to me, that's not all on Russell Wilson. Yeah, I'm not saying Russell Wilson's played great. Yeah, six touchdowns, four interceptions during the stretch while they go one and three. But the pass protection hasn't been the best. To me, the best, but the offensive line best game has been against the Browns. They haven't run the ball well. And we're starting, you're starting to see the effects of not having a pass catching tight end with Greg Dorsey, who right. has been dealing for hamstring injury and now foot injury. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of things to point out. And then I would say this, the play call hasn't been the best either. Uh, and that goes on that, and that goes in your coach as well. So overall, it's not just, Oh, Russell Wilson's not giving us his best effort. He he's tied for sixth in the league in touchdown passes. So he's doing something right, and he's improved mightily from last year. So to me, overall, it's the offense has it's not because of Russell Wilson. There's a lot of things that's contributing to the struggles in the past month. Martin Weiss and VJ Vernon Husky and for the fellas here on the Odd Couple. We have one right now live, Ryan McFadden, who is a Broncos beat writer at a great newspaper, the Denver Post. Uh, Ryan, I'm an optimistic guy, and I believe communication, man, and anything can be worked out. So I'll take a long shot with this question here. Is there any chance that these grown men all get in a room and put the social media, put the phones away, air their grievances, put everything out on the table, and some way, somehow, MacGyver this thing back together, at least for a run next year, so it doesn't hamstring, uh, you know, and strap the, the franchise financially? Or is this thing over? I mean, I think it's over. It, it, to me, is I think it's over. It's hard to come back from this. Like, even though the Broncos' playoff chances are slim, you bench your starting you bench your starting quarterback and a captain at that when you got when the team is in a, still fighting for a spot and right. believe and they believe in the locker room that they still have a chance like even after a Patriots loss yeah that was a tough loss and and mathematically it probably it knocked them out to less than ten percent chance of making the postseason but to these guys like you still have two games against the Chargers and the Raiders like these are winnable games that they still believe. And you bench the the best quarterback on the team, your best option to win. This, these guys think Russell Wilson gives them the best option. Um, and then you see Russell Wilson like and post on Twitter regarding the, the regarding to the recent reports about the current situation. Uh, it's uh, it's really hard to see this coming back. Uh, I think at, at this point, I think Payne's I think Payne's focus should be to make sure he doesn't lose the locker room. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one thing you got to think about, and one thing you got to think about. In less than three days, you cut safety Kareem Jackson, who was a captain last year after Bradley Tripp got traded away. And he's been a mentor for these guys since he's been in a Broncos uniform. And he's highly respected in that locker room. And then you go bench your starting quarterback, who's having a solid year. Yeah, take a, like, yeah, he, he hasn't played great in four weeks, but he's. He, he has he overall he has on a late year. So in three right. days you bench Russ and you cut Kareem Jackson, who's now with the Houston Texans. <laughs> to me, like those are some like like it's hard. Like those are some moves that to to me those are moves like you're waving the white flag and saying yeah we're all right, we're done. Yeah, that Patriots loss just took us out. So is that? Uh, so, I mean, I'm sorry, Ryan. Let me ask you real quick. I got like one minute left here. Is that kind of where the Broncos, where you feel the Broncos are right now with Sean Payton? Is like. They like his attitude and demeanor towards the situation. Do you feel like in a feeling in the locker room or talking to players that this is a, a, a waving the white flag moment, or are people still talking the good talk? Uh, for, 
I'll say this: Wednesday felt like it. Wednesday felt more like a wave in the white flag. Like if you was in the, if you was watching practice on Wednesday, it felt like a funeral. Like you heard the silence. Oh wow! I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The, the, the silence was louder than the music that was played during practice. It was just a dark feeling. Wow. Today was a little bit more different. It was more like you know they they put it back, they put it behind them. They know this is their reality but we still have something to fight for. So I think there's still, like Zach Allen said, he, he appreciates how he, he has admired how the team has handled the situation and that, you know, they're focused on L.A. and and believe they still have a chance. And that's what they're going to do. But to me, I still think that, like, this is something where you cut two, you cut one captain and you bench another. Uh, you That's like, to me, you just can't do that, especially when you sold this idea after giving up 70 points to the Dolphins and starting off 1-5 and five, that this season is not over. We're just going to keep fighting. We're going to keep fighting. So when you still have a fighting chance, no matter how small it is, you do those two things. Uh, that's, I think, yeah, I think the Russ, the Russ-Payton relationship is over. I think his time in Denver is pretty much over. I think at this point, Payton just got to make sure he doesn't lose this, lose this locker room moving forward. Yeah, it's a real kind of pick-your-poison moment. Do you stick with Russell Wilson going forward, or do you cut him and try to get off of that money? But you know what, Ryan McFadden, never cutting you from the show, buddy. Thank you for coming on. First time on Fox Sports <laughs> Radio talking to us. Won't be the last. Thank you very much for joining us. Take a little time out of your day. Appreciate you, my brother. Appreciate you, Ryan. Thanks so much for having me, guys. No problem. Happy New Year. God bless, man. Uh, Coming up next, we'll take a live look in at this Thursday night football game. Elijah Moore just got hit. He's got a concussion. He's out for the rest of the game. I'm going to go ahead and say that myself after watching his reaction. And uh, also take a look at the most futile streak in sports, the Pistons. Can they get through it? Let's go. Survey says, nope. Oh, they decided a minute left. We'll have the coming back uh, Fox Sports Radio. I already read that read. Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio, (laughs) and for Chris and Rob on the Odd Couple. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I want to be the very best, too, as Martin and BJ coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios, filling in for the odd couple, Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Thanks for the boys for giving us the seat for today. And you know what? If you like today's show, I was going to say, you can podcast it or uh, tomorrow. Doing hey, the same hey, thing. hey, Rob and Chris, guess what, guys? I'm giving you the day off tomorrow. <laughs> I got some stroke around. I got a little stroke, a little vanilla stroke. You guys get ready and enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Alex, New Year's that's Eve. That's a drop. We <laughs> Oh, thank will, you for that. We will fill in tomorrow. Are, are you doing anything? For what? Tomorrow at four o'clock. Are you, you yeah, are you busy? I'll be right here. Okay, well then there it is. I'll be sitting in this very seat talking of you. You two who gentlemen. Can hear me right now. Yeah, you two gentlemen. You got you guys take off tomorrow. We got this. Time for the progressive play of the day. <laughs> Elijah Moore got up and walked over to the Browns bench and is being taken care of in the tent. Joe Flacco got hit. He rolls out of the hit. He runs it. And then he throws it. And Ford caught it at the 30, at the 20, at the 15, at the 10, at the 5. He's still going and he bolts it for you. I believe that's Jerome Ford's uh, second touchdown on the night. Thank you to the Browns Radio Network for that. And you heard the beginning of it. Elijah Moore took a scary hit, and uh, he will be out for at least the rest of this game. And I mean, the way that he looked responding to on the ground, it was uh, Tua-esque. I would not expect to see him next week either. Elijah Moore, hopefully he gets well soon and uh, is able to recover fully from that concussion that he just suffered because it was a scary-looking play. Yeah, that's not – you never want to see that in football, man. But it's a violent game, and it happens, guys. It just is what it is. But you you, you hate you hate to see that. Now, uh, right now, we've been breaking this down. We broke the start of the show with it, and it's only right to end the show with it as the 4.6 seconds left on the clock for the Boston Celtics and the Detroit Pistons tied 108 apiece. Celtics inbounding the ball to Jason Tatum. Tatum on Cade Cunningham, pulled up from the elbow – Oh, he missed it. We're going to overtime. Yeah. We are going to overtime in Boston. (laughs) The streak is in jeopardy. Ooh, could you imagine the Boston Celtics 14-0 at home? Now, the Pistons did have a 20-some point lead in the first half, not going to lie. And then they came back and uh, stormed back in the third quarter. It was a nip-and-tuck game through the fourth and into uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, hit a uh, rebound after a K. Cunningham missed three. That gave the, the Pistons a 108 to tie it. Tatum just missed the game winner from the right elbow to send it to overtime. You know what I'm seeing out of them tonight watching this game? And I haven't seen this in about three weeks to to about a month. They're actually playing like you could. They're playing together. I ain't seen Monty coach this hard in three weeks to a month. I ain't seen Monty coach this hard. Like he's actually up coaching. 
And I know I know Browns out. Okay, that's fine. But Boston probably still should have won this game. That was a minus 30. You know what I'm saying? They probably should No, no, no. That wasn't the spread. I saw uh, people taking alternate Oh, people spreads. taking alternate yeah, spreads. No, no. Okay, so it was some alternate. Like minus 12 or something like that. Well, they're not covered. Well, they still, man, who knows what overtime. But the simple the point I'm making is it, you just see it. You see it different tonight. It looks different. It feels different. And you know what they say? When you want a, sh- a losing streak to end, you know when it'll end when the players are tired of losing. That's when the losing streak will end. When they're tired of getting their ass kicked, then yeah, then they'll play and they'll win the game. Well, so I mean, it looks we, like they're tired we of We saw Kay Cunningham earlier, uh, what maybe this week or last week, drawing the tears after yeah. they lost the, they lost the game. They're not used to losing. You know, I mean, none of these guys are. They're True. all, high they all come from high school. Kyle, you're right. You're right. And they're all, you know, losing 27 straight games is not something that generally a player Damn. of NBA caliber has the ability to do. You think about honestly. it. They probably have never done it in their life. When you get to the NBA, like you said, your AAU team, your high school team, your college team, none of these guys ever lost. 27 games in a row wait, in yeah, their I'm life. Willing, I would bet with that blind bet that has never happened. In their life. I'd blind bet that they've never had a 10-game losing streak. Ah, I'll give you, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. It, like, especially the way that these uh, profile, uh, high-profile draft picks were. Well, not only that, game. you and I are, you and I go to these high school games out here. We see these, we see these kids when yeah, they're high school. You can tell who's different and who's not. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remember the first. Makai Lemon, actually, matter of fact, had a great game yesterday for USC. I remember watching him like that guy might be the best player on the field. <laughs> Sorry, all due respect to Malachi Nelson, but fourteen for Los Al was a dog. I give you guys another guy, man. Go watch Sierra Canyon. You guys were all on Bronny James. Hello, Bryce, the young, the youngest James son. That's the one. Thank you for tuning into the Odd Couple, even though yes. Rob and Chris ain't here. If you liked what you heard, you'll hear it again tomorrow. If you didn't, tune in anyway. Martin and BJ <laughs> for Rob and Chris, Fox Sports Radio. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. And I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hills and Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 